This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Nice to see you. Today, I want to look at how we can become better at understanding what our alpacas need. Not a magic wand, it's just a step along the way. So it's not going to fix all your problems, it's not going to solve everything, it's just developing, moving, leaning in the right direction. That's the plan. Okay. I was talking with my alpacas the other day, as I do. Uh, now, this is not completely unusual because I talk all the time. I'm a talker. I'm always talking. I talk to my computer. <laughs> you don't want to hear what I say sometimes. Uh, no, no, I, I don't say things like that. But it's, uh, why are you doing that? What on earth are you up to now? Why can I not? And all those kind of things. So, I'm not expecting an answer, am I, from my computer? Or well, sometimes you get it. it. Depends if you talk to Siri or not, isn't it? Or, or to whatever uh, AI voice you're interacting with. So, I'm talking all the time. Talk on the phone. Talk to things about things that I'm not always always expecting an answer from. And I also talk to my alpacas. Oh, how are you today? Oh, hello. What are you up to? And those kind of things. Now, you know, I'm glad that most of the time there isn't anybody in earshot. Or perhaps there is and I just didn't realise. Oh, embarrassing. So I talk to the alpacas all the time. And we have that kind of language. We have that kind of phrasing that we, things we do. Part of that is really helpful because it is repetitive and gives them a sense of normal, accepted they know who you are. They know your voice. They know the kind of phrases you use, which is why I use the names. That I know they don't understand their names, uh, but they do get familiar with the sound and they do get to recognize that I'm referring to them. Some are better that, than others. Billy always knows. And Megan's fairly good. Alice, yeah, I think Alice knows her name. Nona does. I use her name a lot. And Hermione, who's our lovely dear old Hermione, who we started with. So there are animals, alpacas here, that, that really recognise what it is, even if they don't understand consciously the words that are being spoken. They understand the intent and what's behind what's being said. So that's that aspect. But I'm talking about not just talking to our alpacas, but talking with, which makes it a two-way thing. I think these conversations that I'm talking about with Arapakas are meant to be a two-way thing, not just you talking at them, talking to them, talking about them, but talking with them. And we know from the theories of good communication that you need to hear, you need to listen, as well as speak. So that's the thing we need to get better at, I think, is actually hearing what it is our alpacas are saying. So how do you hear? How do you listen to your alpacas? Hmm. Can you speak alpaca? Well, 
No, not quite. You know, they hum. Mm, mm, and you hum back. And I'm always thinking, Do you know, I'm not sure this is a good idea. A happy alpaca. This is the sound of a happy alpaca? Okay, I know that sounds like a cuckoo. That isn't what I meant. The sound of a happy alpaca is silence. You know, they do make noises, but when they're completely relaxed, completely at peace, they tend to be essentially silent. So when they're humming, when they're making their little hmm noises, then it's a sense of checking where the rest are, saying, I'm here, I'm feeling a little anxious, are you there? And there's a little bit of to and fro. You know this anyway, because you, you've been around them, but when you bring them in to do whatever it is, whether it's toenail checking, trimming, whether it's doing any vaccinations or worming drenches, which we did the other the other week, that volume goes up, that frequency, the intensity goes up and it spreads and they're all making lots of noises. And some of it's checking where the baby is, some of it's checking where everybody else is. I'm just feeling a little bit anxious. So that's okay. We recognize those things. Um, that's probably not too difficult to understand. We're hearing them expressing a little bit. Anxiety is perhaps overstating it, but a little bit of something. What is that? Tension? Mm, perhaps it is anxiety. Not saying they're panicking, but they are just making a noise to recognize their emotion. Ooh. It's very difficult, isn't it, to, to not talk about these things without going anthropomorphic, i.e. applying human understanding to, to what we're hearing. They're not humans. They're alpacas, really. <laughs> they are. The thing that they're feeling, though, is discomfort, is, mm, that's a big word as well. You know what I'm saying. You understand. So that bit's fairly simple and straightforward. What about when they're not making so much noise about things? When they are standing differently. We've talked before about how they come in a sort of sequence, <laughs> sort of pecking order when they're coming for the food. And some are just really keen. Um, did we say greedy? No, we didn't, but we said keen. Uh, some of them are very keen, aren't they? I know. So there's a behavior thing. So we're watching but also being around them. That's kind of really where we get to, isn't it? Because they're not speaking words. So we have to read their body language. We have to read their behavior and understand what it is that they're saying about themselves and the group and the environment as we're observing them, as we're watching them. So regularly, it's good to not just do the job of putting the food out, topping up the water and things, but to try and take a bit of time around that to stand and watch a bit. Just make sure, you know, look for the things that are normal, look for the things that are outstanding in terms of standing out from the norm. So we're having a conversation with them by listening to their behaviour and their movements and the other things. Now, I think it's helpful to, to talk. I, I actually do that uh, I talk to them about those things when I'm saying, oh, so you're not feeling quite so good today. What's what's going on there? Do we need to have a look at that foot? Do we? So I'm, I'm all the time burbling away. Um, that's just, well, that's just me. But it's also, I think it helps just kind of keep them aware of my intentions because they read my body language as well. 
and sometimes it's confusing, but sometimes it's very clear. And I'm sorry, there's a bit of bramble there. I'm going to have to kind of hunt you down and take that bramble off. And they know, <laughs> and they they dodge around. I'm head down to the feeding trough, and they they're still watching me with half an eye, just turned slightly towards me. And if I get anywhere, long way from being able to to get to see, deal with the bramble, they've gone. They've moved around. They, we end up chasing each other around. So you've got to get them in a smaller space. If you're going to do any work, we know that one. But so I'm watching that kind of thing that says, I'm okay with you around. So their behavior to me is one of <laughs> toleration, uh, perhaps at times, but they do accept me being around because I'm the bringer of food and other things as well. But there's also just a general interest in me, but they're happy for me to be around. And then sometimes they're not. And sometimes there's a quick movement. There's a, uh, don't come near me. No, am I doing that? Am I communicating something which they're responding to? Or is it something about them or how they're feeling? And I noticed the other day we've had a, Millie's been a little bit off. She's um, just not been quite so well. Um, Tends to be on the loose side in terms of of the droppings anyway. And we've had a little periodic things with, with some diarrhea. So we're working on that, but she seems to know when she's not feeling quite so well, she needs to, seems to know that I'm, I'm watching her. I'm looking at her. I'm, I'm observing what's going on over a period of time. And when she's not feeling quite so well, she will deliberately make sure she's not near me for very long because he's, he's looking at me with intent again. So they're picking up lots of little things from me and I'm communicating. So that's what she's saying to me. She's saying, I'm not feeling too well. And sometimes the body language uh, changes. There's a hunch. No, no, I'm not talking about the hunch when I have a hunch. That kind of hunch is a different thing. I'm talking about when, when the animal just looks slightly hunched, there's a little something. They, they, they kind of, you know, when you're not feeling too good, you just kind of, you, your shoulders go up slightly. You just kind of hug yourself in slightly. Do you recognize that in an alpaca? Can you see they, they do that? They kind of move, I don't know, they just don't look right, do they? We pick those, those things up. We, we, so we're recognizing something. What is it that they're saying? What is it that they're communicating as we see those kind of things? And those little things make a difference. So what's the need? So there are three things we're doing really, isn't it? What do I notice? What do I see? What does it mean? What is it that I'm seeing? Not, not. You know, I've noticed this behavior or I've noticed this thing. So I know this is what it is. Okay, there is something I've seen. What is its significance? What's it speaking of? And then what is it I do about it? Okay, they're on a watch list. I'll check them at tea time and see how they're doing. Or is it actually, I just bring them in. There's something going on there. I just need to bring them in into a smaller space so we can give them a proper inspection and, and check over. And it may be that we need to put a time thing on that. Okay, so, oh, that seems a little bit strange. I need to have a look. And when am I going to do it? I'm going to do it today. I'm in the field. I can't do it now. So I'll catch them next time we're in the stable. So it's that kind of process of what do you notice? What does it mean? And what are you going to do about it? And there's a little a way of thinking through what you're hearing your alpaca say to you. 
And sometimes they don't seem to be saying anything much, or they're saying something, but you don't know what it means. You don't really know what it's about. And I guess birthing time is a classic time for that because there's all kinds of, okay, so was that a little movement? Was that a little bit uncomfortable? Does that mean you're about to give birth? Or does it just mean you're in the latter stages of pregnancy and there's a there's a something going on that you're sensing the movement of the of the career or something inside? And it's just part of the, the later stage pregnancy normality. <sighs> tell me where it hurts. <laughs> tell me what kind of pain it is. Can you tell me what's wrong with you? No, they can't. Not in detail. Not specifically. And it's quite like having a young child where you know there's something, but you're not quite sure. And you've got to work through the process, process of elimination, process of identifying what it is that's going on, and particularly what it is we need to do about it. And if you do need to get help, then you need to get help. You need to ask somebody. And it could be just asking for, for a bit of advice. I'm seeing this. I'm not sure what it means. Any thoughts? Or it could be, I think this is going on. Please, can you tell me what I need to do? Or please come and have a visit and have a look at this animal for me. So call the vet. And you need to be, as we've talked about in previous episodes, we need to develop a relationship with our vets so we can get that support and that involvement at the right time. So we know, out of my depth, I need help. This is a question. I need a bit of answer. Or this is something. I don't know yet, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. So all of those things are ways in which we we interact and we move forward. So these are things that we're trying to become better at understanding what our alpacas need. As I said, it's not a magic wand. It's not going to happen overnight that you've got sudden alpaca whisperer status, <laughs> but it takes time. Frequency of observing frequency of spending time with your alpacas. Oh, that comes at the end. I've said it already. If you can, it's really good, isn't it? For you, and that's helpful because it's somebody to talk to. I talk to my alpacas all the time and I get some really good responses from them. <laughs> they listen to me all the time. Uh, but also, we're moving to the stage where Spending time with the alpacas is gaining wisdom, gaining knowledge, gaining uh, appreciation, understanding of what our alpacas need, which is what we want to do. Because we want to meet those needs wherever we can. Yeah. So spend a bit of time when you're feeding them, particularly. Observe what's going on. Spend a bit of time just around them. And we've identified that some are going to be more to the front, some are going to be more in the middle and almost invisible, and some are going to be more retiring. And we kind of notice they're always the ones at the tail end. Just make sure we get a little bit of a look at all of them and we're listening to each one of them. I'm not sure whether this all makes any sense to you. I'm not sure whether this is actually being helpful to you. I'd love to hear what you think. So why don't you drop me a line to steve at alpaca tribe? Com and tell me about something that you've learned, that you've heard from spending time with your alpacas. What have they been telling you? Do let me know and we can then share it with other people too. That would be great. I'd love to hear from you. So great to see you. Thanks for being here. If you can, go spend some time with your alpacas and take care. 
Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.